Dozens. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Time for social studies. Time for Sarah Cazell to take this steering wheel and drive it right into a... Something. And what? <laughs> depends on the answers, really, that we get. Ten depends, and two. Depends on the response. Yeah. Very careful. Seatbelt on. Yeah. Put your phone down. Not like the way Dan Bickley drives. <laughs> uh, uh, come Dan, on now. Dan, you and I have similar driving styles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, Fiddy's just I'm driving Miss Daisy, man. There's nothing wrong with the way I drive. Trying to take you, you to the Fiddy is just a <laughs> meandering, all, all the slow rolling. The there we go. I, I can't be that slow because I'm also the most impatient driver ever. If I get behind somebody slow, I want to do them harm. So I can't... Good thing you don't live in Fountain Hills. It can't be me. (laughs) As someone who drove in Fountain Hills just a couple days ago... Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, it is maddening. Welcome into Social Studies, everyone. We are on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Go ahead and give us a follow if you haven't already. And we're going to jump right in because we've got four questions in about five minutes to get through. One minute per question. Here we go. Is this the worst Arizona Cardinals season of all time? Specifically, Arizona Cardinals of all time. Yes, no. Yes. Yes. The dysfunction and the drama on top of everything else. If they, But they got to get the 13 losses. That's the caveat okay. here. And do we think they will? I do. I do, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I echo Bick's sentiments. This is the worst. When there was expectations, it, you'd be hard-pressed to find any good storylines in all of this. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chuck Harris says 2018 was still the worst. That team wasn't even competitive. This season was the most disappointing considering expectations, but that's when you get... Uh, what does Chuck Harris know? Oh, I don't know. What does he do? Cover the Cardinals or something? Zachary Travis... Uh, Goes straight to the heart of the matter when he says, well, one of our players died and another had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm. Mm -hmm. And those stories, he writes, are relatively low on the totem pole of drama. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot, but certainly a lot of heavy, heavy stories that we're yes. not accustomed to having. Mm-hmm. Very uh, true. Throughout the season. Uh, is this the worst Cardinal season of all time? Desert Dirtbag says, oh, so many to choose from. It's like <laughs> choosing your least favorite child. You dislike all of them equally. <laughs> you dislike all of them equally? <laughs> yes, uh, that was Desert Dirtbag, father of the that's year. That's pretty good. Jake Priest says, let's think back to the Josh Rosen year. We literally couldn't cross the 50-yard line. I remember watching those games, begging to just be competitive. This year sucks due to injuries and expectations, but you have to think back to the years where we wasted Larry Fitzgerald. Saw some uh, nominees for nominations for 2012, the last year of the Ken Wisenhunt era. Okay. For the old timers, there was some bad, bad stuff. I mean, it, early 90s, watching yes. punters play quarterback, and yeah, yeah it was it was bad. Yeah, watching a lot of people, tight ends being moved to offensive linemen. Oh gosh, a lot of people. Fred Wakefield, Sun Devil State. Remember that? Days. Oh yeah. <laughs> he also played on the defensive line. He played everywhere. That guy. Goodness. All right, let's get to the NBA. Earlier in the show, we were talking about just how the West. Uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of change at the top of the Western Conference so far this season, including the Suns moving from uh, the first position to the fourth position over the course of about five games, and now they're back up to third in the West. Of these four options, which team in the West are you most concerned about seeing in the playoffs? And if your team is not listed, go ahead and just drop it in there. The Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, or the Mavericks? 
I'm voting the Grizzlies. Really? Yep. I'm voting the Pelicans. Because there's, like that matchup. there's heat between... No, I... I'm most concerned about it, but do I want it? Yes. I want that heat. Bring that fire. Yes. There is a real, it's undeniable. There's a real rivalry building between these two teams, which uh, you can make the same case for the Mavericks, but um, I think the Pelicans are a much better team than the the Mavericks. Do you think the rivalry is with the Mavericks or is it with Luka Doncic? Yeah, it's with. Because if you take Luka away from it, does anyone hate Spencer Dinwiddie? He's a guy I would love if he was on my team. Oh, I I, I love him, yeah. I I, I think he's borderline dirty at times. But the hate isn't for anyone else. Does anybody really hate Dorian (laughs) Finney-Smith? No, how could you? I think my son doesn't like him very much. Okay. (laughs) So the Pelicans right now are leading this poll. 40% of our voters say that is the team in the West they are most concerned about the Suns seeing in the postseason. 37% went with the Dallas Mavericks. 15% went with the Warriors. Only 8% voted for John Morant and the Grizzlies. That is a fascinating... Let's also put it into perspective. The Suns have not seen the Grizzlies this year. I'm sure that impacts the voting. No question. Uh, In fact, Mary Rollins says, This vote is very, what have you done for me lately? John Morant is incredible and he terrifies me. Yes, me too. Tino says, It's no question it's the Pelicans. I don't think the Suns can beat them in a seven-game series if they are healthy. Um, And then the Denver Nuggets got a write-in from Hey Hey Ron. <laughs> that was amazing. Did we get anything from Balake? But nothing no. from Balake. Oh no. No. <laughs> All right, getting to our final question. Uh, at the start of the show, we did our best to find the American equivalent or the US equivalent of Messi finally winning a World Cup. Everyone was so amped for him. You know, one of one of the sports all-time greats finally won on the biggest stage. What is or would be the U.S. equivalent of that? Is it Mike Trout winning a World Series? I don't think so. I no, p- People don't even know Mike Trout. He's Mike? acknowledged as a great, great player, but he's not like he's beloved. Mike yeah. who? Exactly. <laughs> Mike who? <laughs> who? Paul Goldsmith. He's more regional. He's more yeah. local. Um, yeah, that wouldn't do it now. Yeah, would it? I think Larry Fitzgerald was a was a great. That was a good one. That was a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Was that you, Jarrett? Of course, if it's great. No. Yeah, shut up, Jarrett. <laughs> Um, Jacob Barton says that it happened, and it was when Peyton Manning won his Super Bowl. His people were happy. Yeah, that first one came right in the middle of his career, though, so he didn't have to wait as long. Uh... Josh Lander says, I don't think there is a U.S. equivalent because this is team pride plus national pride all in one go. And American sports are a little too regionalized for that. Yeah. Uh, David Deaton says maybe Chris Paul this year. But as we established early in the show, too many people hate Chris Paul. I don't think that would resonate the way that we think it would. Is the there thing a- I can think of, Jarrett will appreciate this reference. Susan Lucci finally winning yes. a daytime Emmy. She did win. Finally she, win. she finally did. After, after like, like 30 years. years yeah. Yeah. But uh, so. It would, is there anything in the Olympics that we're missing? Like like an Olympic athlete who like continually failed and then all of a sudden finally won finally the gold medal? Through. Ooh, that's a great question. But again, you're talking about Olympic sports. You, you, you've got to get the scale right. Yeah, right. yeah you're right. Yes, 
people the get all behind an obsession the Olympic sports year round in Argentina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In yeah. America, the Olympic sports are very much a once every four years. And there's a lot of a lot of the real soccer heads said like the greatest player of all time winning the greatest uh, you know event of all time in the greatest game of all time. Wow. It's yeah, it's off the charts. It's a, it's a thinker, though, that question. It is. And then one team submission from Brady S. Hale. The Buffalo Bills winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's, I that's resonant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think everybody except for the fans of the team the Bills beat in the Super Bowl will be on board with that. Listen, that's because right. seriously, if, if the Bills do get this thing to the finish line, can you imagine what that victory parade is going to be like? It's yeah. going to be insanity. Yeah, that's, so many tables on fire. That, I think that I think that's the winner. That's the, the winner right there. Yeah. The Bills in the NFL are probably the closest to to what we just saw in the streets of Buenos Aires. Vic, you got a lot of mention on that thread, by the way, that it happened with you winning a golf championship. <laughs> last week. That, see, I saw that one. That's perfect, right? That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> Finally, you got over the hump. Yes. Oh, got over the hump. You can Thank call goodness. it a career now, Vic. Mm-hmm. Thank Beloved you, Sarah. Golfer slash columnist Dan Bickley. I'm, Listen, it, it's funny because um, so uh, my guy Bear from Waltz, he sent me a picture. He's got his trophy on display in Waltz. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out. So the trophy we won because of the ringer and jeans, baby. Why don't you bring the your trophy and in and put it right at the front desk? My my buddy told me that I should wear it as a necklace. Ooh, it's real heavy, but that's kind of like in right, Just yeah. a big gaudy crazy sure. thing. Sure. <laughs> no, what a joke! If you've got it, flaunt it. What a joke! Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to everybody Thanks, trying Sarah. to get on studies. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. How about this guy's name didn't come up in that discussion? We were all pulling for Shane Doan to win a Stanley Cup. At least locally. No, no. The, the, the category is all-time greats. Right? <laughs> oh, Jarrett. I've never won. Jarrett. Oh, Jarrett. <laughs> I'm sure Shane will take umbrage with that comment from Jarrett Carlin as we talk to him next for his weekly visit. His it's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Don't scores on the rebound! Shane Doan. Shane Doan got a piece of it. I think this goal is going to go to the captain. Captain Coyote. Shane Doan sends a one-hopper on that. He scores! The captain. Coyotes legend Shane Doan. Up early to talk Coyotes hockey with Bickley and Murata. Shot by Shane Doan. He scores! Yep, it is that time of the week. We talk to uh, Shane Doan, Coyotes legend, chief hockey development officer of the Arizona Coyotes, who checks in right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Shall I say world traveler? Shane yeah, Doan. I'm jealous. He's going to Switzerland. What are you doing there, donor? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing uh, Team Canada's put the team in the Spangler Cup, and I just put, I'm uh, helping manage that team. So manage that team, and we're heading off. We start on the 20. 20- 26 is the first game, so we're just heading over there, getting everything organized. Nice. Yeah. How are the yeah. prospects for Team Canada there? Well, this is all the guys that uh, kind of played in Europe. Um, they're kind of, it's, uh, the Stanger Cup's a huge tournament in, in Switzerland, and it's, uh, it's a pretty cool event. It's amazing, actually. It's in Davos, Switzerland, oh. which is where they host the World Economic Summit. It's 
it's an amazing place to go. So whenever you get asked to go be part of that, you always do. And we got a pretty good team. You we got a chance. So we won it last time. Sean Burke and I did it last time this year. It's uh, Ray Whitney and I are actually doing nice. it, which is pretty cool. They got to do it with some good guys. You should have uh, extended invitations to your two favorite radio hosts. We could have sharpened skates. I I think, we could I tape think, sticks. I think Burns and Gambo are busy. Well, wait a second. Oh. <laughs> and just to pull yeah, back the curtain, because we missed you last week, uh, Donor, and uh, I was moved by the amount of text uh, apologies you sent. That was uh, oh. very, very kind of you. <laughs> I messed that up so bad. I'm so sorry, guys. I wasn't even thinking. When Rich asked me about Monday, I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then I forgot that my flight was at, at, at that exact time, and I was rattled. I couldn't believe I did that. I apologize. No no worries. Uh, Coyotes uh, got a point last night against Montreal. I mean, what are you seeing uh, recently from the team? They, they, you know, The last time out against Buffalo was pretty rough, but they beat the Islanders the game before that. Finally getting an extended taste of home. How are they dealing with it? Yeah, you know what? It's nice. And uh, Veg Malka has been unbelievable for us. Uh, and Shelly, the, the young kid's been playing really well. We seem to get contributions from everywhere. Clayton Keller had a hat trick uh, last week. And the guys are playing well. I, I I mean, I had an opportunity to play for a lot of different coaches. And, and I had a, some really good ones. And Andre Tierney is elite. He is elite, and what he's getting out of this group is really impressive. And their their willingness to buy in is is so fun to see. And um, it's always it's fun to when you're part of a team like that where you, everyone buys in and everyone feels important. And he does such a great job of that. Yeah, listen, I and you, you've repeated that, and this, this that's heavy praise coming from a guy like you who has been around a lot of great coaches. And the fact that this hockey club's got ten wins now, look, it, it's it, it's not earth shattering, but it's better than I thought it. Was was going to be given the state of rebuild in Arizona. You, you look through what everyone said about our group and our and our team, and it wasn't overly optimistic. And I agree, it's not earth shattering. It's not, you know, this isn't you know, that we're we're talking and we're battling for the lead in the in the division. But at the same time, the guys are hanging around and hanging around and, and winning games that that are, are, are against some tough teams. The Islanders is a good team. Boston's a good team. Um, Buffalo is rolling right now. That kid, Tate Thompson, is so good. And he's actually lives here. Him and his family live here in town. He's born here, and he's just an incredible hockey player. And what he's doing in Buffalo is a lot of fun. They kind of gave it to us. But uh, at the same time, our guys are playing hard, and Veg Melka has just been incredible. Yeah, Shane Doan, our guest here, as he is every week on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Now there's been nine games played uh, at Mullet Arena, um, you know, most of those games still play, being played on the road for the Coyotes, but are they are the guys you think Shane starting to lean back on the fact that they have such a unique home and you know when Boston comes in with their gaudy record, I think they were twenty one and three when they rolled through town and they leave with a loss. That's got to be a feather in the cap. Uh, are, are the guys kind of taking pride in making that a real difficult place to play, even though it's smaller than the the regular venue? Yeah, you you look at you look at what the guys are doing at home and uh, trying to make, like you said, make this place unique and difficult to play in. And um, I think the the crowds been the crowds have been good. It's everything you can hope for with the with the setup that we have there, and it's something that um, yeah, I think there is. There's an element of leaning into that, and uh, and as they do that, I, I think that's a big part of what Bear and Andre Tierney's kind of talking about is that, hey, this is who we are, and we're going to embrace it, and we're going to take advantage of it, and, and we are. And, and it's it's a unique place, and when you're there, it's it's intimate, and it's and you're close to the action, and that's always fun. And, and everything was great except for that Boston game when one dude bit off the fingertip of another yeah, guy. You know, stuff happens. Right? Aside from that. 
I didn't even see that. Was uh, where did you see that? That, I didn't, I that was actually that a thing. That that is actually a thing. In that it it, it, it it popped up everywhere. That thing when he chomped. I mean, I didn't. And there's a girl that got hit in that. That was oh my goodness. It was so hard to watch. So, um, but hey, that's uh, where it's it's a unique environment and. Uh, it's those Boston fans. Every time they come, they cause problems. So yeah. I blame them. <laughs> <laughs> and we owe the so Coyotes a tip of the cap because we were talking about it a lot on the show, Donor, about uh, it was a weird stretch where the Celtics came in to play the Suns. They destroyed the Suns. The Patriots came in to play the Cardinals, and they won on Monday night. The Coyotes were the only team against the best team from Boston that defended the home turf. They They, yeah. they deserve a little credit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I mean all. I guess the, the Patriots are kind of re, they're kind of having a hard time. They keep throwing the ball to the wrong team, but other than that, <laughs> yeah. um, they got a pretty good team too. Yeah, I mean you look at what what a weekend that would have been for some of those guys from Boston oh to come out here and see that. I mean you don't get that. You don't usually get that as a home team, let alone as a road team. So for them to come here and enjoy the weather and have some uh, have some fun but uh, for us to send them on their way with that, well, that was a lot of fun you know what and listen there there have been a lot of games this season that have looked very promising to me that game more than any really encouraged me because as you know Boston and their physical style style of play it's been kryptonite for the Coyotes in the last decade so that kind of like that felt like a breakthrough performance to me it did, and and you know what, Bill Armstrong's and I made a conscious effort of making us bigger and stronger. And you look at the guys, you, you go through our lineup, and you look at Lawson Krause and and Bukestad and, and McBain, and you added some guys up front with Cassian and Richie, and all of a sudden we're a bigger, heavier team than than most of the teams coming in. And then our back end adding a Brown and and a Nemo and a couple of guys that are are just a bigger bodies. It makes a big difference, um, and. It's, it doesn't always work, but there's times when it's, it's a huge benefit, and I think that's a game against that team particularly really helped. All right, finally, Donor, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I know that you watch Yellowstone a lot. What is it? Are you enjoying this new series? Because I am not. <laughs> it's 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 uh, yeah. I mean, there's parts. You know, when you like feel like you always have to defend something, and right. so then when you're. Uh, it, you, you always do no matter what, and I think I'm kind of stuck at that right now. <laughs> but it's not exactly the same as what it was. Mm. But I think they'll get back to it. They have to. I mean, it, it, you can't get away from what made it different than everything else. And when you, It's like when you have success and everyone's telling you how good you are and you kind of want to, you know, all of a sudden drift into the trend, and hopefully they'll get back into the way they were. Hmm. It's, I didn't know this was it, happening. It's, it, it was so good, and they just came, they rolled out this year, and it just it's all the same, and it's just I don't know. It's 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 just there, flat for me. There's also a spinoff, right, with Harrison Ford coming out. Oh, there's like three spinoffs. There's like eighteen ninety nine, nineteen twenty three, yeah. and then right. this one. Yeah. I think Harrison Ford one's supposed to be cool though. I'm excited about that. Hey, the horses are still involved and they're still doing a little bit of cowboy stuff. So yeah. I'm still a fan. So, of, but, course. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah, I agree. I hear what you're saying, Vic. Well, donor, uh, thanks for checking in. Good to hear from you. Uh, safe travels to Switzerland. Best of luck over there with Team Canada and uh, happy holidays to you. Yeah. So next time I call, hopefully I'll know how to yodel or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, you got a week to learn it, donor. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, take care, right, Shane. Guys. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, Shane Doan uh, joins us weekly here to talk uh, Coyotes hockey and whatever else pops up. He he can go anywhere. He can, he can talk about episodic television as we How just found nice out. How nice it would be to be on an airplane going to Switzerland right now. Yeah.
That is yeah. not that is not our plate right now. Uh, coming up next, the pre-Christmas edition of Mustache. Oh, oh no, not a mustache. That is, that is coming up, right, Jared? Okay, good. Yes, it all is. All right, good. <laughs> it's nothing to do with Christmas, though, but yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's a, a non-Christmas-themed edition of Mustache, <laughs> not a mustache. Uh, it's next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to The Greatest Show. Bickley and Murata Mornings. We're the going greatest to- show of all time. Yellowstone? This is the greatest show. <laughs> Ooh, I've not tried Yellowstone. I have not no, either. The, pe- the people love it, though. We're going yeah, to- it, it's, it's, it's lost its way. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it has. Hmm. Oh Nobody gosh, can oh. tell me differently. Ooh. We're going to our website In fact, now. I'm done with it. But anyways, yeah. go ahead. Yes. Wow. Okay, I look forward to hearing about it. time for that. (laughs) ArizonaSports.com, we have a poll question that we have to make time for. The Suns have two home games left in 2022 against the Wizards and the Grizzlies. The Wizards are tonight. What will their record be in those two games? 2-0, 1-1, 0-2. Interesting. Interesting, yes. 2-0. 1-1. Losing to the Grizzlies, beating the Wizards? Yep. All right, let's place a vote for that one. 1-1. The Wizzlies and the Grizzards? <laughs> Don't plant that in my head. I'm definitely going to do that in an update. Oh, eventually. I'm sorry. I planted the seed now. Ah! 58% of our voters say they're going to win the rest of their games. Yes. The calendar year. <laughs> 2-0, baby. 38% say 1-1. 4% say the Suns lose both of those games. Right. Now, if Devin Booker is back for the uh, for the Grizzlies, it might change my mind, but I think he's going to be missing that one. But that's just a gut feeling. I don't know anything. There you go. Thank Very you, sir. Today's Sanders, <laughs> Sanders Report <laughs> poll question no, on ArizonaSports.com. I'm not objecting. Mustache. Not a mustache. Oh, mustache. Oh, It is time for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, Mustache. Not a mustache! And I will be playing the soundbite from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song. They'll have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. You get a bonus point if you correctly identify the person. First one, the ten wins. And today's topic, honor of the World Cup, all things messy. Lionel Messi. Messing around. Messed up. Being right. messy. All things messy. Gotcha. Dan Bickler, you won last week. Would you like to go first or second? I would like to go first, Ferret. You only won last week because oh, yeah, I predicted Blackbeard was born in 1986. Well, that's what ha- yeah, that was <laughs> not, that was not the great one. All right. Dan Bickler will start with this one. <laughs> Are you asking me who's saying that? Yeah, who's saying that? I don't know. That Argentina soccer dude. That's right. Not a mustache. That is correct. Not a mustache. But it was, his name is Andres Cantor. 
Andres Cantor. We just played it earlier. Right, but am I supposed to have that name in my brain? I thought maybe you remembered from earlier in the week. Vince, your first one. Now, I only get one point for that because I didn't. I, that's a terrible clue, but whatever. You got one point. <laughs> I get correct. one point for that. This is, this, is a tricky, this is a tricky edition. Okay. Oh, good. All right, Vince, the first voice here. Ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. <laughs> that is, I'm, I'm flexing here, Ron Livingston as Peter Gibbons from Office Space, not a mustache. Oh, boy. That is correct, and that is correct. Two One of the great you. movies ever made, it in, is my, a, in my humble opinion. It is very good, and it's very, uh, it's appropriate always. It feels like it always fits in. All right, Dan. Mm-hmm. Ah, you can talk about the pit barbecue. The band was jumping, the people too, I mess around. They're doing the mess around. They're doing the mess around. Everybody doing the mess around. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, really? I, no idea, mustache. I am sorry. I thought that was Ray Charles. That's Ray Charles. Okay. That's young Ray Charles. That's right? young Ray Charles, yeah. not a mustache, and it's famously in planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. Okay, here we go. Dan, uh, Vince. Yeah. Oh, I'm a mess right now. Inside out. Searching for a sweet surrender. But this is not the end. I can't work it out. How? Uh, that is uh, Ed Sheeran. And I'm going to guess uh, he's got the scruffy stash going on. That is correct. Ed Sheeran mustache. All right. Here, you're going to get this one, Dan. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, if you're going to mess with the bird, you're going to get the beak. <laughs> Ron Wolfley, not a mustache. There you go. Okay, you're on back. Got three points now. All right. Uh, I've got four points. you got four points now. Vinny? Mm-hmm. You do not want to be throwing bicycles. Look, stay out of my business, Mustafa. Mustafa, this is not my name. Who tells you this is my name? Man, if I were you, I would change the tone. Avoid the pain. You like to insult people? Was that your feet? Yes, it's the feet. The feet uppercut. Here comes the double foot. Such a stupid movie. (laughs) Adam Sandler mustache. That is from... Uh, you don't mess with the Zohan. That's right. You don't mess with the Zohan. Dan? Yes. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull a mask off an old Lone Ranger. And you don't mess around with Jim. I don't do that. I uh, that is Jim Croce. Mustache. That is correct. He is one of, one of the wildest, biggest mustaches of the era. Yeah. Quite uh, impressive. All right. Uh, Vince, this is a messed, messy, Can messed you tell up. Jesse messy. there's a live radio show going on with the door Jesse, open? Jesse, I should, should have closed <laughs> the door, my bad. running the board. Someone has to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Vince. Yes. Uh, I'm ready. You too, Maybe I'm all messed up.
That is uh, Trent Reznor. Ooh. Not a mustache. Good job. Well done. Nine well, inch nails. It, yeah, I thought these would be more difficult for you. Uh, all right, Dan. Mm-hmm. I will give you a heads up. This may be. This is impossible. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not impossible. I, I think you can get this. But it may be the oldest single clue I've ever given on mustache, not a mustache. Okay. Okay, here we go. That's saying something. Here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. I got you into. Well, your name's Laurel, isn't it? Uh, that would be uh, Laurel and Hardy. That would be the guy without the mustache. <laughs> It's, I'm going to play it one more time. There's another nice mess you've gotten me into. That voice right there. I got you into. Well, your name's Laurel, isn't it? And this voice, that voice. Okay, it's Hardy. That is right. It is Hardy. Not a mustache. It's Hardy, but he has a mustache. Oh. It's the fat one. Oh, okay. Fat one with a mustache. I was picturing the other guy. All okay. right, for the win. Oh, he's already won. Well, this is for the, the win again. <laughs> My office is right across that hall. Any monkey business is ill-advised. Any questions? Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. That is uh, from The Breakfast Club. Uh, Paul Gleason (laughs) is the actor's name, not a mustache. That is correct. I never would have known that guy's name in a million years. And the character's name was Richard Vernon. Yes, you're very uh, impressive was, today. Yeah, that was very, very He flexy. was not messing around. You got me an very, office space, very a nine-inch nails, and a breakfast club. Yes, but I gave Dan a Laurel and Hardy clue. Yeah, this yeah and a Ray was, Charles clue and some was, dude was, from Argentina. Yes, the Argentina. I'm supposed to know his name. Totally stacked. Well I done, just, Ferret. I don't, uh, I don't feel good about you were, this win. You were I the, needed a win, but I still Dan, Dan was the big winner last week. I wasn't going to beat you today anyways. You had that clue. Nobody was beating him on. Stupid game. <laughs> Wait till Sarah's gonna run it next week. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna be so mad you? at me. It's gonna be so much better. All of the clues are gonna be from 2011. <laughs> it's Justin Timberlake, not a mustache. Final thoughts next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. You know the band, right, Vic? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> Collective Soul. Do they, do they have a mustache? An interesting little group. They just turned out a lot of hits and in a they, short period of time. And where are they now? Where are, are they, they now? Are they still around? I love this uh, type of music. What is this type of music? It's sort of like Garrett? 90s alternative rock. Let's see. Sort of soul. just what, what sort of came out of the grunge. Still active. Apparently they've been active from 1992 till now. Wow. Lauren uh, Ortega tweeted us that. Gauging from Bick's voice, it seems in the past two, three weeks, Bickley has grown extremely frustrated and incensed to the point of wanting to punch Jarrett during the segments on Mustang. That's not true, though, because last, last week he won and did really well. No, that's was, it's not true because it's been a lot longer than oh, two weeks. <laughs> I was oh, going to say not enough. true because it's not just during 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, all right, guys. We got Do you get the point, Jared? <laughs> we'll miss you. Collective Soul had an uh, album out this year. It, what? Yeah. Really? Like wow. We found our song of the day for tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is December. Since we're in December and it's it's winding down today's song of the day, brought to you by Collective Soul. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. A uh, little daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia for you to start off off the grid today. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers scored 28 points against the Oklahoma City Thunder last night in the process. Surpassed uh, Clyde Drexler as the franchise's all-time leading scorer. Lillard also became the third active player who leads his franchise in career points. Can you name the other two? Who wow. leads its current franchise? Leads his lead the team that he's currently playing, playing for is for. the all-time leading scorer for, yes. Holy cow. That's a good question. That really is a good question. Uh, uh. <laughs> Not baseball, so Jarrett's got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is really, really. This is this question just. Oh, I got uh, rattled Steph Curry. my brain. Steph Curry is one. Oh, okay. 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 I'm lost. I got nothing. Anybody, Sarah? You got anything? Which conference? It's not Devin Booker. Is there in conference? No. Okay. It's not Devin Booker. It's not Devin Booker at all. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Well, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> Where did that know. come from? It's not a tumor. Yeah. Tingle all the way. <laughs> no, that's from uh, kindergarten. kindergarten. Right. Uh, those are the same in my brain. All right, you give up? Yeah, I give up. Giannis. Oh, oh, oh really? Wow. 15,097 career points. About a while back surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's second, 14,211. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. I'm proud of that That's question. a good one. That's I a like great that question. question. Um, that was a great question. Did you hear about this? I always hesitate to pump, uh, pump up the uh, the gamblers who hit on these crazy parlays, but this one was nuts. Million Dollar Marco is this guy's name. He won a $2.8 million parlay on a uh, $31,000 bet. Um the article reads, Marco Piemonte could see it in Jeff Saturday's play calling. The Colts were about to blow a 33-point lead in Minnesota. Indianapolis was passing on second down, choosing not to work the clock, and the Vikings were starting to string some uh, drives together. With the Colts up 36-14 and the Vikes plus 700 live on the money line, Marco made his move. He jumped on Minnesota's odds to finish the largest comeback in NFL history and parlayed it with a few other picks he'd already tossed out. Uh, on his podcast, Browns money line, Dolphins plus seven, Jaguars plus four, Raiders money line, dropping thirty one thousand dollars. He won two point eight eight million dollars. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, I just don't. I don't think my like friend a gambler bet five dollars at halftime and won one hundred and thirty five on the Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Five whole dollars, huh? Wow. But one a, one hundred and thirty-five yeah. on a five-dollar bet—that's that's a pretty, pretty good return. I just don't think that way at all. 
Uh, thank you for saying that because I, I, I could never be that person watching a sporting event and having my mind thinking about bets and in-game bets. I just, I don't have been around like that. people who, when sports are on, that's all they do. I know. They're just looking for something to live bet. Wow. Yeah. Sounds so stressful. It can pay off. It does sound stressful. Now he's two, stressful enough. Now he's $2.8 million, Marco. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he is. He said, uh, quote, I thought I was going to pass out when Chandler Jones was running to the end zone, which is exactly what Bill Belichick said. <laughs> <laughs> Except he said it like this. I thought I was going to pass out when Chandler Jones was running so to the end zone. crazy. What's my mind on that? We uh, talk about situational football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I didn't check the in, uh, official NBA injury report tonight. Suns and Wizards tonight at uh, Footprint Center. Let's see what the update says for uh, Devin Booker's status. You heard he's going to be out, right, Vic? I did. Yeah, but it wasn't a report. It was a speculation from somebody that, they, that said they're probably going to miss three games. Uh, not yet submitted okay. today by the Suns. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Again, it's a groin issue. You certainly don't want to mess around with that. Keep in keeping with the mustache, not a mustache theme. You don't want to mess around. No, with you that. don't. That could have uh, been, been a clue if you don't said Don't want to mess around with your groin. Yeah. Um, if the Suns can beat the Lakers without Devin Booker, the Wizards are coming in here. Yeah, a a can, reeling bunch, a ten straight losses. Maybe some players on that team looking to get elsewhere, as we talked about with the Kyle Kuzma thing. Yeah. There has been rumors. That's it's very weird too that Kyle Kuzma was at that game last night, and yes. It, it popped up on the calendar the night before they play the Suns. Mm-hmm. But there's been rumors speculating he might be on his way back to Los Angeles, too. That's where I, that, that's the latest rumors that I had heard that he was, you know, going for the Laker vibes. But that's interesting. That I wouldn't be against that. But hey, if we're uh, judging, too, from who's in attendance, Odell Beckham Jr. had front row seats on Saturday to the Suns-Pelicans game. Can we speculate that he's going to sign with the Suns? <laughs> he gets more front row He's like that Jimmy Goldman guy. Jimmy Goldman? Is that the guy that Jimmy sits Goldstein. next to Jack? Goldstein. Goldstein, yeah. that's it, yes. Yeah, he's the guy the that guy wears the, those the really creepy leather jackets. Yeah. jackets and, you know, Creep? just came off a skinned alligator. <laughs> and he wears the big hat. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Big hat. It's funny. Oh, OBJ Funny must be in the front row. That's going to do it for us today. Uh, Jarrett, enjoy your, your vacation. When are you back? Where are you going, Jarrett? Going to Mexico. All right. when, when are you back? Uh, next week. Next, con next Wednesday. Uh, we Hi, will forge ahead without Jarrett Carlin all week long. Thanks to Bobby Hurley and Shane Doan. Wolf and Luke are up next. We'll catch you tomorrow.